Uh, we've been on a series of messages about dealing with our emotions, and uh, we've used the uh, emoticons uh, for every one of these emotions that we deal with because sometimes in our texting emails we use those emoticons uh, that would just put a little uh, more emotion into the message that we are sending. Uh, in weeks to come yet, we still have four more to cover, uh, we're going to be considering and looking at what the Bible says about resentment, uh, discouragement, greed, and then contentment, because that's where we want to go, that's where we need to be always, is there uh, on contentment. We need to learn to be content. Now, so far we've looked at worry and temptation and anger, and today we look at bitterness, simply saying, when I am bitter. And I would imagine that all of us at some point in time in our life have had some feelings of bitterness. And the reason for that is why? Well, it's because it's a feeling that we have. It's an emotion, an honest response to what someone has done to us. Uh, When someone has done us wrong or life hasn't gone our way, um, we have a tendency to get bitter. And the problem with bitterness is that bitterness uh, will hurt your heart and your spiritual life. And if you don't deal with it appropriately and you let it grow, it can eventually lead to spiritual death. Now, as we meet today and and in this number of people gathered here, there are probably some of you here who have some bitterness in your your heart for several reasons. You know, it, it could be that maybe you're bitter towards God. Something happened in your life that you think considered a tragedy and you blame God for it. So it could be that you, you coming in today to worship and trying to get rid of that and trying to get a good hold on God, that He's a loving, kind God, but yet you've got bitterness in your heart. Some of you are here today and you might be slave to, to bitterness because um, uh, you've got hard feelings towards somebody else. Maybe your boss fired you unjustly, a spouse left you for someone else, a business partner, you know, uh, took advantage of you, or a friend betrayed you. Uh, Some of you are bitter towards a parent, perhaps because you were physically and sexually or emotionally abused. Uh, Maybe you're bitter at your mother and father because neither one of them were, were with you in adequate enough time to help you grow and develop the way you should be. There are some people who are actually bitter towards the church. They had a bad experience at church. They got their feelings hurt or something was done uh, that evidently uh, caused them pain of some sort. And so they are, they're bitter with the church. And then if you're not careful, you can take bitterness all the way to the grave with you. I read recently about a 94-year-old lady who was a saint in her church, never married. And when she died, they found that she had left explicit instructions about her funeral. All the scriptures that were to be read, the songs that were to be sung, who was to participate, and then a very strong mandate that there were to be no male pallbearers. And she explained it this way, they wouldn't take me out when I was alive, they're not going to take me out when I'm dead. (laughs) Now here's a very serious thought. It's a quote from D.L. Moody, great evangelist and pastor from another generation. Now listen carefully what he says. He says, the one sin that is keeping revival from coming to the church, more lost people from being saved, and more of the blessings of God from coming upon His people is the sin of an unforgiving spirit. So when you've got bitterness in your heart and you're dealing with that or not dealing with it but you're just letting it fester in your life, you've got an unforgiving spirit. Now, 
What does our friend, our shallow Christian that we've listened to some here, uh, have to say to us about bitterness? What, uh, what should be the Christian attitude about bitterness? had uh, this uh, shallow Christian give some deep thoughts. I think this is the best thought he's given to us so far. We'll see if we can find some more. Two passages of Scripture we want to look at today. One in Ephesians 4, the other in Hebrews 12. In Ephesians 4, Paul is writing uh, to the church about some of their attitudes that they're to have and their lifestyle. And he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And then we go to Hebrews 12 and verse 14 and 15. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, I think uh, our shallow Christian friend was right. Bitterness should be avoided. Life's too short to be bitter. So, how do we deal with it? What, how, what do we, when we're bitter, what do we want to do? Now, let me give you three principles. Number one, you got to deal with the cause of your bitterness. In uh, Hebrews 12, 15, the writer said, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root, it's an interesting analogy he uses, no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. The bitterness is a root. In other words, it's the root of our problem of an unforgiving spirit. Uh, most of the time we, we don't see roots. They go underground. And that's where a tree or a plant with its roots in the ground gets uh, all of its nourishment that it needs, water and nutrients and all of that. But sometimes those roots can cause problems. They can grow and they can get big and develop the way they cause a problem. And the same thing can happen in our own life. Back in the early part of the spring, somewhere in February probably, we noticed that some pipes out there around the pool pump were, were starting to come apart like this and then they started leaking. And so we started digging around to see what was going on, and lo and behold, this is what we found as a root. That is a root. And um, I mean, it was like this, and it was like that. I mean, it was huge, and it took, uh, it took more than just me to get the thing out of there. I had to hire somebody to get that thing out of there. But I mean, that's a, that's a root. I mean, it's supposed to be just a pine tree root that kind of goes in the ground, you know, a slender thing, and it grew like that. And somehow it got wedged in that pipe, and it started causing problems. Well, just like that root, bitterness can grow to extreme proportions in our life if we're not careful. And we've got to deal with the source of it. 
So what causes us to respond uh, with bitterness in life? I think there are three basic reasons that they pretty well encompass everything that we could experience. Number one, somebody says something about you that's wrong. It's not right. It's hurtful and harmful. Number two, um, somebody does something to you that's hurtful or harmful. Uh, Or number three, somebody takes something from you that's valuable and it hurts you. And so those are some of the, those are the three, I think, encompassing reasons for us to respond with bitterness. Now, here's something to, to look at very carefully. When someone does you wrong, and it will happen, if you haven't experienced that in, in life, you've been blessed. You must have been living in a bubble or a cave or something. Because most all of us have experienced that in some fashion or some form. But you've got two choices. You can either get bitter, or you can deal with the issue, and you can rise above it. That leads to the second principle. And that simply says, determine the course of your bitterness. In other words, how are you going to respond when you have one of these hurtful experiences come to you in life? How are you going to respond? Are you going to let it be like that root that grows to huge proportions and and wreaks damage in your spiritual life? Or are you going to deal with it and stop it? How are you going to to handle it? How are you going to determine the course of your bitterness? Now, Hebrews 12, 15 warned us about the trouble bitterness can cause. A bitter root always brings forth bitter fruit. You need to remember that. And bitterness only causes trouble for everybody. It's been defined this way. Bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Somebody else has said bitterness is like acid. It can damage the vessel in which it is stored as well as destroy the object on which it is poured. That's the way bitterness works. Historians tell us that at one point in time, the army under the command, the Roman army under the command of Caesar got pretty disgruntled. They didn't like the way the superior officers were treating them, and they didn't like the food that they were being fed. But they knew they couldn't express that to Caesar because they'd be like that, or maybe be crucified or something. And so what they did, they decided they'd take it out on the gods. And they had many gods that they could claim. And what they did in foolishness and bitterness was they began to shoot their arrows up and towards the heavens at those gods, expressing their anger. You know what happened? Those arrows had to come down. And they began to kill the other soldiers. That's what bitterness will do. If you don't deal with it appropriately, handle it appropriately, and channel the course of it in in proper methods, you're going to end up destroying yourself. And how does that happen? Well, let me mention some things. Bitterness will dominate your mind. See, it could be a thing where at the root of business, bitterness, it grows, and you will find that it takes more and more and more of the soil of your heart. I mean, every morning you're going to wake up with that bitterness. Or every time you have a thought about that incident or the person, it's just going to dominate your mind. It's going to run like kudzu. We know what kudzu is right here. We've got a picture of it. I think the only reason that building is standing is because kudzu is holding it up. Kudzu was actually brought up here uh, in this part of the United States uh, to deal with soil erosion. And now nobody knows how to get rid of it. I don't think you could get rid of that stuff with an atomic bomb. But that's the way bitterness will do. It will just absorb everything in your life. It's like waking up every morning and shackling yourself with a ball and chain if you want to live in bitterness. Secondly, bitterness will take the joy out of life. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? If you're bitter, you're certainly not going to be a joyful person. 
I want you to think about this. You've all, every one of us has known somebody who's been bitter in life for some reason, whatever it is. Let me ask you this to think about this for a minute. Were they happy people? Were they people you wanted to be around? Did they radiate any kind of joy? No. They were critical people. They, they, were, they were cynical people. They were filled with negativism and pessimism. That's what bitterness shows out. And bitterness will depress you, sadden you, make you struggle in life. And then another reason you need to determine the course healthily for uh, bitterness is because bitterness is the cause of some sickness. See, the human body was not created to take all this stuff and, and internalize it like we tend to do with all these emotions that we've dealt with, you know, anger and temptation and worry. And now today we're talking about bitterness. The human body wasn't made to take that. So we shouldn't carry around grudges and nurse them in, in our life, particularly bitterness. There have been some reports that as many as 50 diseases ranging from blood pressure to ulcers can be caused by bitterness. Now, I'll make a clarification statement. Not every sick person is bitter. Don't think that, okay? And not every bitter person is sick. But the bottom line is, is you can get eaten up with bitterness to the point that you do get sick. Like high blood pressure, ulcers, and those kinds of things. I'll tell you what I've learned in life. And that is, if you're experiencing bitterness because of what somebody said or did to you, you're only hurting yourself. And you're robbing your life of joy, and you're robbing your life of the the deep growth in in your relationship with God that He intends for you to have. And if you are harboring any kind of bitterness in your life, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, then i got a suggestion for both of us, because I deal with it. And that is, we need to go back to Calvary. The cross is God's roadblock to bitterness. And then Charles Spurgeon, another great pastor of another generation, said this, Let us go to Calvary to learn how we may be forgiven, and then let us linger there to learn how to forgive. I think that's something we need to remember. That when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, He died for all of us. He died for all of our sins so that they can be forgiven. And we need to go back to Calvary so that we can see the source of our forgiveness and learn how to forgive. Now that leads to the third principle is very simply this, then decide to defeat bitterness in your life. Now how do we defeat it? Let me mention some things. First of all, put the bitterness behind you. Put the bitterness and the grudge, whatever caused you to be bitter behind you. Uh, in Ephesians 4.31 Paul said, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Put away there means to dispose of, to discard, to get rid of it. If you're going to remove bitterness from your life, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to get rid of that, I'm going to get even if it's the last thing I do. You ever caught yourself saying that? That's when you know you've got bitterness and a grudge in your life. So you don't want to get even, you want to get ahead. You've got to bury that problem in an unmarked grave. Benjamin Franklin said, doing an injury puts you below your enemy. Revenging one makes you even with him, but forgetting it sets you above him. And that's what we ought to strive for as believers in Christ. 
We need to be above those who have hurt us and harmed us and damaged us. The second suggestion is this. Forgive the person who caused you bitterness. Hebrews 12, 15 said, uh, warns us that we should not miss the grace of God. Now, that doesn't mean if you've got bitterness that you'll lose your salvation. But it does mean that you're not going to enjoy your salvation at all. Because you don't have God's grace and peace at work in your life. You've got bitterness and, and anger and resentment and all of those things working in your life. See, grace is not only about God forgiving your sins, it's about you and your forgiving other people their sins against you. That's what he said to the Ephesian believers in, in Ephesians 4.32. He said, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. We need to hear that phrase, just as God in Christ forgave you. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, He still said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even those who were driving the nails. We don't forgive very easily. And we harbor a grudge because it's easier to harbor a grudge than it is to let go uh, of, of that grudge and, and offer forgiveness. And the word forgiveness literally means to let go or to send away. And we need to learn to be able to let go and send that grudge away so that we're not bitter and we can be happy, we can be joyful, we can be productive believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what, here's what forgiveness really means. Forgiveness means giving up my right to hurt you because you hurt me. That's what forgiveness is. Giving up my right to hurt you because you hurt me. One of the reasons also that we find it difficult to forgive is because we always think somebody needs to pay for what they did. I think I've shared with you many times I I love to read westerns. That's uh, one of my pastime hobbies. I love to read the westerns. And uh, when somebody's been in a shootout, you know, whether the person that gets killed was in the wrong or in the right, whether they were the ones that brought it on or whatever, always somebody in that family shows up and they want to make the person pay who killed the brother or the friend or whoever it was. And they always want to say, you know what the good book says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And we just have this opinion that says we think somebody needs to pay. They need to pay for what they did. Well, think about this when you think about Calvary. Somebody already did. Jesus didn't only die for your sins. He died for their sins as well. It's already been paid for. And it was paid for by Jesus who prayed on the cross, Father forgive them. Because they know not what they do. Now if you want to really be hard on your enemies, here's something biblical you can do. Listen to this out of Romans 12. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. See, we've got to leave that to God. Let Him be the judge. 
Then he goes on to say, Paul says, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And he explains why. He says, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, see, if you really want to burn your enemies up, then treat them with kindness. My sweet wife always calls that kill them with kindness. You know, I'm ready, I'd just rather lash out and kill somebody. But she's going to kill them with kindness. That's what Paul's saying here. You'll heap burning coals on the head. And then remember this forgiveness must be final. When God forgives us, He forgives us. And He forgets it, and He never brings it up again. In Jeremiah 31 34, He says, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. What that means is that God never brings up that sin again. We might commit that sin again, but God never brings it up. Isn't it interesting that whenever you're having an argument with somebody, you know, whether it's in the house or whether it's at school or whatever, all that stuff from the past comes up and we get, we get so historical about things. We remember all these hurts and all those things. God never brings those back up. When He forgives it, He forgets it. Remember, forgiveness is free and it's final. So, here we come to the last little bit of this, and that is, how do we know when we, when we have truly forgiven somebody? Let me mention three quick things, several things here real quickly. Number one, when you forgive somebody who's offended you, you make a commitment never to bring up that offense again. When you, you, you put it away. That's what you do when you forgive them. You put it away. And you make a commitment never to bring it up again. You know, sometimes we have problems with that. We think we've forgiven somebody, and next time we see them, it's like our old emotional system is on autopilot. We just, mm, that bitterness just comes out again. And there it is. But you got to let go of it. Dictionary defines forgetting as to intentionally overlook or to refuse to remember. So you don't bring it up again. Secondly, you know you have really forgiven when you can practice kindness to the offender. And to do that, you've got to be motivated by the grace of God. Because God gave that grace to us. And you see, it's not just for us to accept for the forgiveness of our sins, but it's the grace of God and His love and His forgiveness that we offer to those who have hurt us in life. It's not always easy. It's not always simple. But it's what God says to do. And then thirdly, we will know we are truly forgiven someone when we remember that we ourselves have been forgiven. See, along life's journey, we learn we're not perfect. And along life's journey, we have probably offended somebody, we've hurt somebody, either intentionally or unintentionally, and we need to be forgiven as well. So it does not mean that what the person did to you is okay. You know, it just means that you're going to deal with it as a Christian through the grace of God and put it away. It doesn't mean that you and that person will ever have a relationship where it should be. Unfortunately, we're humans. It just it works that way. It doesn't mean that you can go back to being best friends with the friend who betrays you. That's just the way it works in life. But you can forgive them. 
And you've got joy and freedom and peace and grace to engage in new relationships. Particularly deepening your relationship with God. So, I want us to bow in prayer as we close. We've been talking about bitterness today and holding a grudge and learning how to forgive. If, there, if there's somebody that you know you, who has done you wrong in some kind of way, they said something about you, they did something to you, they took something from you, then I want you to think about that person. You can probably see his or her face right now before you. And then you might want to pray something like this Father, I've been holding this bitterness for a long time. Today I want to let it go. I want to get rid of it. As you have forgiven me, I want to be able to forgive this person. And I want to be loving and kind and gracious. I want to get rid of the root of bitterness out of my life. I want to be a joyful believer through Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that you will enable me to do that. So, Father, I ask you to move through uh, the gathering of these people who love you and let the power of your Holy Spirit move in their life and work in their life to enable them to do what they need to do to deal with the issue of bitterness in their life so that they can be happy and joyful and productive for the glory of your name. And I pray it all in the name of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.